1: Happy January. Since we're all still settling into the new year, we're pitching our top Portland event picks for the month. But because January is also officially Portland Music Month, we thought we'd just lean into it. So today on CityCast Portland, Jay Pinky Jansen, founder of PDX Presents, is joining me and executive producer John Atariani in each sharing our top three music-related happenings in and around town this month. It's Tuesday, January 2nd. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Could you explain what Portland Music Month is to someone who's just like, what is that? Is that a thing?
2: Yeah, totally. So Portland Music Month is uh, run by Music Portland, which is a nonprofit organization focused on the local music community, from the venues to the artists themselves. They work on uh, government Advocacy, you know anything from ordinances to incentives for people to stay in and focus on the arts Portland music month uh, is an annual event that allows the the community to come together for the specific cause of raising money for the echo fund um, Which supports recording projects and and tours and events throughout the month. There are certain venues and shows that are designated an official Portland Music Month event. And a portion of those ticket sales go to the Echo Fund, which are then distributed to the local artist community.
1: What I love about Portland Music Month is that it was also started with the intent of just getting people out of their houses since January is like one of our rainiest and coldest months. And I kind of love that. Like that's such a civically minded intention. You know, like we should have more, like more people should be thinking about things for us to do in January.
2: Mm -hmm. I could not agree more. And For the record, I'm I'm just a fellow artist and fan here in the community. I'm not officially representing Portland Music Month, but I'm very happy to support them uh, with my my dollars and my eyeballs and my ears, <laughs> um, and totally agree. I, I think we could use something like this in February too. Um, but if last year's turnout is any indication, I think they they really have succeeded in the mission to get people out in January when they might not otherwise have had that same energy for it.
1: Right. Well, Pinky, do you want to start us off with, with a cool music event?
2: <laughs> uh, I sure do. So, uh, kicking things off is the kickoff event. Um, so the the festivities officially begin on January 3rd. Uh, so Jay Graves is kind of the, the headliner of that fabulous local artist. Um, the event is happening at Holocene and showtime is 8.30 p.m. And I highly recommend it. Also on that bill is Bridal Veil, which is one of Willamette Week's Artists of the Year last year. And another band mm-hmm. called Sit Pretty. And I would go out to see all any or all three of those bands individually even if not on this special occasion.
1: Nice. I feel like Bridal Veil is like super, from what I remember hearing, a little bit on the 90s side. Yeah. I like that.
2: Yeah, super smooth, easy to listen to. And they draw, all three of these bands will draw a good crowd too. So it's always fun when people are kind of there to be part of a scene, you know? It's like just fun to see a band that a lot of other people are excited to see at the same time.
1: Nice. And also the Holocene, perfect venue too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Totally.
1: All right. Well, John, what about you?
3: Uh, Yeah, the first thing that I'm excited about is coming up on January 12th uh, with the delightfully charming name Hippie Death Cult. Uh, They are awesome. They're a local group. They're a trio. Kind of play like psychedelic, like stoner metal. It's like lots of like really big grooves. But – Also like pretty melodic as well, you know, they'll be playing like a like really cool guitar riff and then have like a wild solo going over it. And Laura Phillips, who's the singer, has this really rich voice, uh, also plays bass in the band. Um, they're going to be playing at Polaris Hall, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite venues in yeah. town. Actually, I feel like it hits just that super perfect sweet spot of like not being a tiny shoebox, but still feeling pretty intimate. You mm-hmm. know, you can always have a good line of sight to the stage in that room, which is something that at a lot of Portland venues, I feel like they never figured out, <laughs> like how to so be able true. to like stand and see what's going on on stage. And they're just like a super fun live band.
1: And I just wanted to say real quick that um, that whole line of scything that's been just haunting me, following me since I was a kid because I'm so little. <laughs> I'm like five foot three. And that is, I'm not even joking. That is a big reason I started playing music, was because I wanted to see. So you could see? <laughs> see <bands. laughs>
3: What is it about Portland, though? There's so many rooms. I don't like know. Holocene, love Holocene <laughs> to death. Like, you, you're always like jammed up against a wall or a pillar or something. I mean, the late Doug Fur, another great venue, but like just designed in a way that's so strange that it's hard to be able to I see know. what's going on on stage. Oh my God. But don't have that problem at Polaris Hall, thankfully. <laughs>
1: cool. Yeah, that's a really cool venue. Um, I've always wanted to go see that band, too. It just has such a great name Hippie Death Cult.
2: Well,
3: yeah, they rip
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> so my suggestion is actually happening tonight uh it's a little controversial but at the bossa nova ballroom which is a pretty cool space a really huge space black flag is playing well
3: yeah. this this
1: iteration of black flag which of course has greg <laughs> you know the guitarist
3: um explain the controversy oh, okay. Claudia
1: you guys <laughs> oh my god I love <laughs> punk gossip, so I'm so excited that we're all talking about it. So here's the deal. Black Flag, just fundamental punk rock band from um, Southern California, famously uh, kind of launched Henry Rollins' career. And Greg is just kind of known for being, and I'm, I mean this with like I've also been leaders of bands, a huge dick. You know, just kind of a dip. <laughs>
2: um,
1: that's not the controversy. That's just considered a fact. But the thing that he did is he did not. He did not pay anyone. Like they were eating, but he wasn't. They nobody was making more money, and he had his record label, and he would just take all the money. Mm. So. He's kind of, that's his ethos. That's his punk ethos. It's <laughs> kind of funny because it's like DIY, but he's like, for, do it for myself.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I, like, but I can't imagine that he was like, you know, like like buying Benzes with it oh, either. No, you know, no. I'm, I'm sure it that it was back. just like such a, yeah. a shoestring operation that there just was no money. Huge but, respect yeah. for Greg. And drugs, I hope. Yes. Yeah. I mean,
1: no, he was famously kind of like just not that guy, you know? Uh, oh, is he
2: kind of more straight edge?
1: Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Think about it. So a huge respect for him, though. But uh, he basically is just like, I own the name Black Flag. I will continue to tour with Black Flag. Everybody else who's been in the band, screw you. Um, Mm -hmm. But I looked at the YouTube videos, guys, because I was like, what does this sound like? It sounds like Black Flag. That's what it's, it's yeah. like. Exa- I was like, that Good. is the song. I got
3: that going for him. And then at a certain <laughs> point, that's what matters, right? Exactly.
1: It's going to yeah. be so much fun. I'm going to try to make it. it I know it's going to be insane. Everyone's just going to be singing. I'm like, you're probably not even going to be able to hear whoever's singing because everyone's just going to be yeah. singing along. Everybody knows these songs. Sorry. That was like a really, did did I explain the controversy well enough there?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. <You're> <laughs> got it. <laughs>
1: Huge. That's so sad. You know he's totally fine. You know, like, these are, like, people who were in a punk band with him. I don't know. Um, well, what about you, Peaky? Do you have another one?
2: I do. it. So I also have another controversial one, but for a different reason. Uh, it's on mm. the same night as the Hippie Death Cult show at Polaris. So if you're the type oh. that likes to uh, work the whole scene on a, on a good night, this would be a good suggestion. Um, if Or if you're just looking for something a little uh, more... Chill <laughs> uh, on January 12th, starting at 6 p.m. at the McMinnemans Crystal Ballroom, the Portland Folk Festival gets started. And there's, let's see, like seven artists on that bill. So we've got Thunderstorm artists, Rainbow Girls, Goodnight Texas, the Talbot Brothers, Brad Parsons, the Parnells, Liz and Pete, and Haley Lynn. And that is a stacked lineup. That's the first of three nights all at the same venue, all part of Portland Folk Festival. You can get a ticket for all
3: three, or you can just buy individual tickets, but that's going to be a good scene and a great time. I feel like the person who's torn between those two shows is probably someone who'd be really fun to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
0: do I want to do Hippie Death
3: cult or the Folk Festival? Like,
0: which way am I leading tonight?
2: <laughs> yes, well, the Folk Festival gets started a little early at 6, so you could presumably... Start there, get yourself warmed up, and then head over to Polaris. But well,
1: that sounds like a good night.
2: Uh, sometimes we gotta we gotta pick our favorite, you know, child or whatever the expression is. <laughs> the middle
1: one. Sorry, <laughs> someone's gotta pick them. <laughs> John, what about you? Uh,
3: yeah, the next one that I'm interested in is towards the end of the month, January 27th, uh, back at Holocene, and I want to talk about Audion which is a pseudonym of Matthew Deer. Uh, Matthew Deer is sort of like a DJ and a musician. Um, He started doing like minimal techno type stuff in the early aughts. And in recent years, he's had this kind of like croony, almost like David Bowie-esque electronic music persona. Um, But he's also got all these different names for all of his projects. And Audion is the one that is closest to like real minimal Detroit techno, just like... Scronky, like beats oscillating sounds really minimal like kind of distorted you know so much dance music today is like kind of lean and slinky and like fashionable and this is just sort of like just distorted and muscular Um, Claudia I'm going to earn us our explicit rating right now (laughs) Uh, one of the big songs on his like debut album as Audion was called Just Fucking (laughs) and that's not even like the most obscene song title on that record some that I'm not even going to say out loud. Uh and and it just, you know, it's electronic music that if you've spent any time like going out to like electronic shows and know that feeling when like it's really late and like everything's a little bit woozy and like feels like I'm not sure if this is okay right now. That's sort of like what Audion makes mm. me feel. It's like, it's really fun. It's got like a lot of energy to it. And uh, yeah, I think it would just be a really, really great live that's coming up uh, January 27th at Holocene.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I've heard of Matthew Deere pretty much my entire life, I feel. <laughs> he's just like you said, he's such a chameleon. He's been in so many, he's had so many iterations of his music.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is it my turn now? You're up. The thing that I was going to talk about, it's this, I don't know, have you guys heard of Fear No Music? It's part of a series called Demystifying New Music, and new music being like modern classical. So like, you know, Steve Reich and like, you know, uh, Philip Glass, that kind of stuff. But they're doing this series. It's going to be at uh, the Elliott Chapel at Reed College, which is a really nice space. And oh, they're, yeah. yeah, and they're going to be performing music and then talking about it because I feel like a lot of people are intimidated by new music because it comes in so many different forms. It could be anything from like John Cage to, you know, just a really mm. beautiful sounding lush classical piece, you know. Well, so this is happening on Sunday, January 21st. Uh, I think it's going to be a really chill like if you're if you've been curious about you know avant garde music or you know any of that, I feel like this is going to be a wonderful space to learn about it and also hear it. And Fear No Music has been doing this. They started off basically just as as these musicians that are like, no one's playing this, we want to play this, and now they're almost like an advocacy group for new music. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and they're also mm-hmm. just like, hey, the hard part is finding people to play your music, so yeah. they've been offering their playing services to new composers, which I think is pretty cool. So if you ever see that's a cool. Fear No Music" show, no, it's going to be absolutely new music from a, a you know a new composer, and it's going to be awesome.
3: That sounds so great. I I haven't seen like this concert series in particular, but I've seen other like new music, modern composition stuff, and it's it's just such an exciting way to see new music to go into a space and just really not have know that you don't really have a frame of reference for what you're about to hear. And I think that that's like really different than the way that we often go to concerts. We often go see like musicians we already know and are familiar with the songs, but to sort of open yourself up to going and listening in a space where you're like, I have no idea what's coming. And like, I might not even understand it initially. Yeah. You know, I I don't
2: understand people that don't show up for the opening acts for a headliner that they know that they love. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. they've been selected by that that band in many cases. And maybe they suck, but maybe you get to be the cool kid that saw them before they blew up, you know? Like, I always show up for the, the openers just for those exact reasons, John. It's like... You don't know what to expect. You don't have any existing expectations. You're just going to hear something new and maybe you love it, maybe you don't, but now you know.
1: Okay, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, let's talk through a few more shows coming up this month.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it?
1: So
2: I've, I feel like we need to get Holocene to sponsor this episode because <laughs> apparently they've, they've just got the the bang lineup this month. Um, but there is a show on January seventeenth with two also stellar bands. One is called Ominix and the other is called Billy and the Kids. And they're pretty different from each other, except that they both have uh, female lead vocals. Um, Ominix. I, I can do no better than just literally reading from the description here. Progressive metal, post-hardcore, and experimental rock fused with elements of electronic music. Ooh, so okay. if you like any of those things, there's a little something <laughs> for you. Um, they're definitely on the hard side, but I would say that they they are melodic. A lot of um, metal or post-hardcore bands are a lot of screaming and testosterone, where this is a little more groovy and psychedelic. The show starts at 8.30. If you like Avril Lavigne, you will love Billy and the Kids. Very much a sort of an alt rock pop. I mean, pop slash alt rock style. Mm-hmm. Um, their way into fashion, their way into flashy, their way into music videos, their way mm-hmm. into social media. And I just started seeing them pop up on the scene a couple of months ago, two months ago maybe. And uh, you can tell this is this is an all ages favorite. They're they're going to go big or they're going to go home. And I I put my money <laughs> on the former.
1: I hope they don't go home. <laughs>
2: But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta go home sometimes. But nice to go home rich, you know.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm home right now. But yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, John?
3: Yeah, the third show I want to talk about is coming up at the Jack London Review uh, on January 27th. It's probably hands down the best jazz venue in the city, and this guy Paolo Angeli is coming. And this is going to be something that's really sort of tricky to explain, but like, bear with me. He's an Italian avant-garde guitar player. And he plays uh, what he calls a traditional Sardinian folk music, but he plays it with a prepared baritone guitar. And what that means is this guitar has a normal set of strings on it, but then there's like a headstock with another set of strings floating over top, like 12 mm-hmm. inches above, like a stand-up bass, and a third set of strings going perpendicular across the body of the guitar. So he's got this crazy homemade instrument that he then runs through all these like pedals Mm -hmm. and effects. And he just gets these like crazy orchestral groans and swells out of it. And then he does this sort of (laughs) wordless singing and chanting over it. Um, You know, Claudia, I feel like we often end up talking about grouper on this (laughs) show. And it's sort of like weird electric. You
1: often end up talking about (laughs) grouper. Go on,
3: <laughs> but it's sort of like weird electric Italian folk music. Grouper is ah, the best way that I can okay. explain it. Yeah. It's 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 really unlike anything I've ever heard. It's like super hypnotizing. Um, his new album has these like long sustained droning sounds and like almost like a sort of Tuvin style throat singing on it. It's just like. Really otherworldly, but also in this sort of Italian folk music tradition. It's really, really striking stuff.
1: Can I tell you a fun fact about him? What's that? He always wears a black and white striped shirt.
3: Yes, he sort of has the like Jonathan Richmond uh, striped shirt. <laughs> when I saw so him, so you'll he, see
1: him, you'll see him, and you'll be yeah. wearing a black and white. And I always wondered, if, like, that's like a folk thing, like you know, like he's rep in his neighborhood in Italy. Like I don't know, but he yeah. just looks like one of those like gondola. Yeah, the, yeah, I'm uh-huh. doing the motion and I can't say what it is.
3: The gondola driver, driver gondola rover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a very accurate it looks description, like a actually. Rubber.
1: Like you're just like, hey, I thought we were going to go down this river. And he's like, nope, mm-hmm. I've prepared a baritone and I'm going to do a little tuba. And I'm going to play some drones yeah. for you. <laughs> that would be beautiful, though. Some, some nice drones while you're going through. Beautiful. Well, you know, last time you were on Pinky, you mentioned like a site or app that would show you all the shows happening in Portland.
2: Yeah, it's called nearhere.app. So it's, it's I'll have to spell it for you. N-E-A-R-H-E-A-R.app instead of like .com. That is uh locally owned and operated. It is a it's a real-time list of just about every show in every club including audio streaming links um, and I reference that personally year round.
1: Awesome. And what about your own site, pdxpresents.com?
2: PDX Presents, yeah. I, this is just basically a photo project. It's an archival project and a fun way to stay involved in the scene. Basically, it's. It's meant to create FOMO. It's only stuff that already <laughs> happened.
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's worked for me, yeah. Pinkie, I will say. I've seen videos of stuff and been like, oh, that looks really cool. I, ah, I got to do there. that. <laughs> yeah,
2: but I only focus on Portland-based artists playing in Portland. So that mm-hmm. that's the criteria. And the hope is that if you find something interesting that has been covered, that you'll make that extra effort next time to get out and just helping to build the scene that way.
1: Nice. Well, guys, thanks so much for hanging out. Bringing in your picks. Pinky, as always, pleasure to have you. Well,
2: thank you again for having me. It's really a fun way to start the morning for sure.
1: That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, rate, or leave us a review. It really does help us out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slims.